0: Hello everyone and welcome to Gov Geeks Assemble. Level up your 9 to 5 on 95. I'm Javier.
1: And I'm Karen.
0: And together we are the Gov Geeks. We come to you live every Thursday and we're actually going live for the first time on YouTube as well uh, in addition to our Facebook page so thank you all so much for joining us in these pages. Uh, We come live to help share some insights and information for your career in public service and working in government. And today we have a fun topic, um, different types of public service positions. There is on the one side a career of government position, and on the other side there is a political appointee type of position. Karen, what are your thoughts on those topics?
1: I'm excited to learn more.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, let's go ahead and dive into it so we can all learn a little bit more together. Okay, we are back. So, um, Karen, why is it important to even talk about the difference between a political appointee and then a career government official?
1: Well, if you're looking to get into public service, you want to make sure you know what career track you're going for and what the differences are in pay, in requirements, in scheduling. All sorts of things.
0: Yeah, all of that totally makes sense. Uh, Because really, if you're thinking about your career strategy, really what you want to do in a government position, it's really going to matter which of these two paths that you choose. Because fundamentally, they're different. Even though a lot of times we may kind of swap them out (laughs) and think they are the same thing. So uh, when we're thinking about like, you know, a politician or a political party, aren't all political parties really tied to a government job? Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I think one of the main differences is that government is an instrument of the people. It's a tool by which we deliver public service to the people overall. Through the political process with our elections and everything else, we have individuals that are elected into positions that then decide how they are going to use government as a tool to go about accomplishing certain goals or objectives. So on the one hand, you can be part of the institution that continues to work no matter what the administration, or on the other, you can be part of the public policy process to help drive whichever direction the organization is going.
1: Public policy process. (laughs) Did I do it okay? (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes, that's awesome. I didn't even think about it. It just rolled off the tongue.
1: (laughs) Right, and to go through kind of what the difference is between a career career, government employee versus a public, uh, an appointee, we have a little,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah, see, a little tongue twister there as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to throw up some pictures here. All right, so.
0: Okay, so this person, uh, you have a choice. Is this person a political appointee or is this person a career government employee? Right.
1: First off, who is this person?
0: First off, oh, okay, (laughs) so yes, the then only fictional Madam Vice President. Now we have, of course, a actual real-life Madam Vice President, That's which is true. fantastic. That's true. So, Karen, is this a political appointee or a politician, or is this a full-time government career official?
1: So, Selena Meyer, Selena Meyer from Veep. Um, you may recognize her from Seinfeld originally back in the day. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yes. Um, she would be, let's see, as a vice president, I would say... She is a political appointee.
0: Absolutely. She is totally political. Uh, And it's interesting, and we'll get into all of the details about this, because you can be a political official because you ran for office. You can be a political appointee because the elected official appointed you. you. Exactly. (laughs) But you know, just just real quick, I'm going to take a second, look at you, look at the picture, look at you. I think there's a couple of similarities. Karen, tell me, at one point, did you actually stand in for <laughs> Selena Meyer in the filming I of these? I could
1: only be so lucky. No.
0: <laughs> yes, she had awesome clothes. Yes. Very cool, classic taste, as you do as well.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All <laughs> okay, right. Okay, next one. Ah.
0: This one's good. All right. So the
1: mayor, Quimby and Adam West. And Adam West. From The Simpsons.
0: The Simpsons and then Family Guy. Exactly. Oh,
1: yeah. Family guy.
0: <laughs> so uh, is this a career government official or is this a political? Political. I'm going to go with political as well. <laughs> yes. trying to trick me. <laughs> I am. It's also great because we know for sure he's the mayor because he likes to wear the sash <laughs> all the time <laughs> he's the mayor. What was the one
1: from
0: Adam West that he said, how do you know my language? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. How do you know my language? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. Uh, Okay, another one then. Okay, Um, so we have Jed Bartlett from The West Wing. Your favorite. Yeah, oh yeah, so great. So such a great show. Love it.
1: Great writing by Aaron Sorkin.
0: Yes, thank you very much for gifting us with The West Wing, Aaron Sorkin. We very much appreciate that. And yes, this is totally a political figure as well. Uh, Works for the government, but is political. There is a government salary and everything, but still, this is a uh, individual that is in the political realm, Mm -hmm. not in the career government realm. All right, one more. Let's see if we got a couple more at least. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this is a bit of a curveball. I think this is neither. What do you think?
1: Right? Neither. Yes,
0: neither. A nice guy from Office Space who loves his red line, uh, his red swing line stapler.
1: That's right.
0: I heard, actually, that that red stapler wasn't sold by Swingline. It was just one of the props that they made, but it was so popular and everyone wanted it mm-hmm. that they started selling red staplers just because of this role.
1: Right. So this is our Easter egg because it seems like every episode we happen to mention Office Base. Yeah,
0: we're on a roll with it, aren't we? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's such a good show. Good movie, I should say.
1: Yeah. All right. Last, let's do one last one.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, here we go. So this is looks like a teacher from right? New Girl.
1: That's right. Jessica Day from hmm. New Girl. So is a teacher...
0: A political a, or... A, well,
1: a political or um, a career?
0: I think so. this is career. Career government.
1: Right. Especially since she works in a public school.
0: Exactly. Which is great. And you can think about tons of public employees around you. Uh, teachers... A uh, fire truck, uh, fire fire people, firefighters, mm-hmm. police officers, and you know, public works to a large degree as well.
1: Right, which I'm going to throw in just one more as a.
0: As oh, a... I think two more. Maybe we're getting oh, word from our producer that we have oh, two more. Okay, two more. Okay, <laughs> okay the well, next let's one. Let's
1: just go through. Them. Let's go for it. Why not?
0: Oh, Leslie. All nope. right. So, what is
1: Leslie Nope?
0: This is a trick question. <laughs> this is a trick question. Earlier in Parks and Rec, Leslie Nope was a career. Political, uh, no, a career government employee. Ah, yeah, see, I'm already getting it tripped up.
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: No ties to political office. But then later on, she decided to run for uh, elected office.
1: Right. Yeah, and she was in the city government. Exactly. Right.
0: Yes. Pawnee. Yeah,
1: so she's both. <laughs> Leslie Nope is all things. Yes, Leslie
0: Nope can be anything and everything that she wants. She is just that awesome yeah all right okay now now this should be the last one i think maybe Maybe. it's you oh Ah! it's us i tricked them what a trick i love it Okay, well, that is, a, that is a great question. So, Karen, are we uh, political elected officials or appointees, or are we career government employees? We
1: are career government employees. Career
0: government, absolutely. That is us. Uh, we are not tied to any political association. Uh, we are not aligned to any uh, political organization or party as the GovGeeks. This is totally what we do to be of value and service to public servants. Yeah, absolutely, and then our uh, official other capacities because we have our own arrangements to be able to have permission to work outside of our uh, federal roles. Um, so yeah, outside activities. But yeah. either way, it's not political.
1: That's right.
0: Here we go. <laughs> okay. A plus.
1: A plus plus you, plus. you almost got it a little close there with the. Uh
0: Leslie no. Yeah. 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 Gosh, I almost like, you know, lost the the test entirely with that one. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So we have three different career strategies for us to talk through tonight to really kind of identify a little bit more closely what is a career political uh, appointment or a career uh, official, you know, someone that's been elected into office. And then the other side, a full-time government employee, a career government employee.
1: Right. So, I mean, the key word is the political piece to it. So if it's a political appointee, you know, elected political official, that means, like you were saying, they are tied to that specific political party
0: exactly exactly right uh and you know what i what i love about this one because now where we are in in january uh and we have a new administration as i mentioned a little while ago so this is very much a timeline in which a lot of people are asking us about how do you get a political job how do you get a government job in that area so looking at that this is a kind of a helpful strategy for us to, to look at all of this stuff All right, so we again have three strategies, so let's bring up the first topic here for our three. Uh, Multiple administrations versus appointments. Okay, so on the one hand, multiple administrations is something that we would have for a career government employee. You
1: basically cross multiple administrations.
0: You cross multiple administrations. I've personally worked with an individual uh, that has been working since the Nixon administration. And every transition, there's different politicals that come in, but still the same nine to five because it's still the mission that needs to be accomplished with with the organization.
1: And the career employees are the ones that help through that transition between administrations. Absolutely. So we keep
0: everything everything nice and smooth. Uh, And there's different levels in, in working with these government roles. I mean, you have entry level roles that are continuing from administration to administration, and then you have even senior level roles. In fact, the senior executive service was created to help be that attachment point to ensure that the larger direction and goals of the mission that the agency is trying to fulfill continues. And then they help the administration that changes all of the time to ensure that there is an ongoing sense of operations mm-hmm. rather than
1: just start over from scratch. Exactly. <laughs>
0: um, then the other one is uh, appointments. So, Karen, what, uh, what exactly is a political appointment or well, appointee?
1: there are multiple throughout the administration, but if you think of it like the cabinet appointments, which... Most people will be familiar with with those higher level ones, but you have Department of State and you want to make sure that you have a person in charge of that. So the president would appoint somebody to that position. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they have to go through the whole confirmation hearing. The Senate
0: approves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then once that individual is in that placement, then from there, they can make their decisions as to who they need to appoint to be in positions underneath them as well. Mm -hmm. right so you can be an elected official who then makes appointees and that appointee then makes appointees
1: i feel like there needs to be a bunch of little squares that start going through (laughs) exactly and
0: And they tell three friends and they (laughs) tell three friends Well, yeah, but, you know, that's just kind of the the process with that as well. But we have more information on how the different positions are selected. That's in our third one that we'll get into in a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, there's even, um, you know, if we look at the graphic of all of the different logos for the different administrations, all of the seals, um, that's an ongoing thing because each of the agencies has its purpose and its mission. Uh, There's the Department of the Treasury, Department of um, Housing and Urban Development, uh, etc. And really what Congress does is Congress enacts legislation that then requires the executive branch to go about implementing what that is. Mm -hmm. And it could be a very um, big topic, you know, secure the defense. Well, What the heck does that really really mean Uh, and then that is broken down into actual directives objectives etc for the agency to actually go about accomplishing so uh the mission endures and it's very important in fact i think that uh one of the most amazing things is that you can tie the mission statement for all of the different agencies directly back to the constitution that that part just makes me smile. But you're not wearing
1: your Constitution tie. But... I am
0: not. No. Yes. No. I'm actually wearing my uh, JFK tie. Mm-hmm. This is something from the Kennedy Center, <laughs> which I love. And you told me that it's upside down. I thought it was, I don't know. Maybe I was hanging upside down when I was tying my tie.
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Nobody can notice. A no, no, it's fine.
0: <laughs> okay, coming up with uh, strategy number two for career as well as political jobs. Uh, ongoing mission versus an executive agenda. So we talked a little bit about an ongoing mission. Uh, how does that sit with you?
1: It sits fine with me. It it's well. <laughs> um, no, I mean, ongoing mission is like, like you said, the mission continues right. of the organization. So regardless of who's in what seat, you still got to keep things moving. So it's an ongoing mission.
0: Right. Because the safety and welfare of the American people is really what is the ongoing goal or objective of what needs to be accomplished. Absolutely. Uh, And then there's the uh, executive agenda, for instance. So um, President Biden now, for instance, uh, could be giving an address or talking about the ongoing goals that he has for his administration, his term. Uh, Really, what's great about this is it's public policy in action. So the electorate is going to say these are the key issues that they care about, and that is going to change and shape the platforms that the politicians run on. Mm -hmm. Then when they're in office, they have to be able to say how they're going to go about delivering on all of those political promises of what people actually cared about. What are the key voting items that they wanted? Then from there, they add that directive to their appointed officials, mm-hmm. who then begin executing that in uh, the in, in government throughout. So a career government employee could work on the policies or the objectives because that's that's what their job is. That's what they're there for. But that doesn't mean that yeah, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they're gonna you know beholden be beholden to whatever political party that was You're there. It's
1: full of tongue twisters. <laughs>
0: I think maybe I am.
1: What's in in that uh, cup there? (laughs) Well,
0: this is my nice Dungeons & Dragons mug, uh, and I have indeed rolled for damage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's hot cocoa. (laughs) Okay, so moving on to the uh, third uh, strategy here for us.
1: Strategy as far as trying to locate these positions.
0: Exactly. And this is all about finding where the jobs are. So on the one side you have USA Jobs, And then on the other side, you have the Plum Book. So Karen, what is uh, USA Jobs?
1: USA Jobs is a website where you can go and locate any government job that you are interested in. Mm -hmm. So you basically plug in keywords, which could be public policy, um, or you could go by location. Let's say if I wanted to go move to Texas, I would plop in Texas there, although, A lot of the concentration of government jobs seems to be in the D.C. area.
0: Seems to be, certainly. But there's tons of government jobs, career government jobs, located across the country as well as across the world. Uh, The government is the largest purchaser of goods and services and one of the largest, and if not the largest, employer in the world as well. Yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in government.
1: Right, so you can pretty much yeah. find any job within that USA Jobs oh, yeah. that would fit your needs, and it has so many filters. Oh yes, you it can does. Just go crazy <laughs> picking and choosing location, salary, position. It's just,
0: and that might even be it. worth its own separate video for mm-hmm. us to really run through USA Jobs. Um, now, of course, USA Jobs is one of the main points that the Office of Personnel Management uses to have positions advertised for and selected. Uh, However, there are other uh, job hiring posts as well for official government positions, depending on the agency. Uh, But by and large, a majority of them go through USA jobs. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's on the career side. On the political side, we have a fancy thing known as the Plum Book.
1: Why is it called the Plum Book? I don't
0: know. Maybe if we take a look at what it looks like, (laughs) (laughs) the cover is certainly a plum color. Um, So this is policy and supporting positions. Uh, These are the different positions that are directly political appointee positions. Um, Now, this doesn't mean that all of the political jobs are described in this book, but there certainly are a whole heck of a lot of them, especially the most senior ones, including secretaries and those larger levels as well. Yes. So if you're interested in finding out more about what those jobs are, uh, the Plum Book is something that is publicly available. Just do a a Google search and what have you uh, to find that document and read through all of the different positions. And if those are areas that you're interested in, then you could look on their website to find out more information about applying for those jobs but you know one of the interesting things though is that if you go onto usa jobs you can directly search and apply for the positions if you go to the plum book you can find out about what the positions are but you can you know
1: it's there you know
0: it's there but you can't like apply directly for it
1: cool. you get appointed to these positions right? exactly
0: right Uh, And that's one of the biggest differences between a career government job and then a political appointee job. You have to be about networking. Absolutely, you have to know the the political party that's there. You have to know whom the individuals are in the transition team that are helping to make the selections for all of this. Uh, You have to know uh, how you can really present yourself well enough. There is a lot of organizations that are. basically sending resumes on behalf of their organizations saying that they, they would make good uh, appointees for people to choose. Um, and, and yeah, you know, if you're working with associations that uh, are connected with the political organizations, that's one of the best ways that you can get some of these uh, appointments done as well.
1: So in this case, it is all about who you know.
0: Well, Absolutely. <laughs> Yes, definitely. Um, I will also state that uh, they need to be really key subject matter experts that can really go in there and lead the direction of government towards the goals that the public has said for the agency to accomplish. Because, again, it's part of the whole political process. That's why people vote one way or the other. They want bigger government. They want smaller government. They want roads or they want more education. They want health care. I mean, whatever the areas are, that frames the agenda for, Mm -hmm. uh, for the agency. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, you know, it it changes. If you look at the past presidents, for instance, uh, I think there's, you know, I mean, a couple of times where they've all gathered together uh, to talk and pose for pictures and everything in the Oval Office. Um, Each of their administrations is completely different because it is tied to basically the policies and everything that they could at that time.
1: And I think it's a requirement that they all have to wear a gray suit. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. No tan suits. <laughs> remember that, that backlash and everything. That was interesting. Um, but yeah, and, and also, of course, it also depends on what uh, Congress would allow for the administration to be able to, uh, to basically do or enact. Mm-hmm. So they could have a really strong perspective on something, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Congress is going to approve and authorize budgets to allow for all of that. So it's a kind of a give and take. Now
1: you're going back into political science world. Oh God,
0: isn't it great? (laughs) Yes, I I was a political science major uh, or minor in in college. So I don't know if you guys could pick up on that. (laughs) Just a little bit. But career government employees, we just go back and forth, whatever the administration is, they're just continuing to serve. And and that's Mm -hmm. really the bigger thing. Uh, Okay, well, Karen, I'm curious, um, are there other things that we needed to talk about, about the differences between the two before we get into the questions for the GovGeekdom?
1: No, I think we pretty much covered them all.
0: Nice, pretty exciting. (laughs) Um, As a career government employee, and you're going through the transitions from one to the next, what do you really hold on to that gives you that sense of purpose in working as a career government employee?
1: I hold on to the oath that I took when I um, began my career as a civil servant, and really hold on to that because that's what my driving factor is. It's for the American people, for the Constitution, and that's, that's my job, to make sure to, to continue the ongoing mission.
0: Oh, That's beautiful. And yes, all career government employees take their oath of office. It's similar to uh, when the president takes their oath of office there as well. But uh, obviously, it's a little bit different because it's a career government position. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's all about really providing value for the public and serving the mission of the organization that you're in,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is very fulfilling. Um, and if you're interested in finding out more about this, please feel free to uh, connect with us on LinkedIn. We have a uh, LinkedIn resume series that we do every Wednesday. I think we're uh, on, uh, it's a nine part series and I think we're on seven or eight at this point or seven. Um, yeah, and we're going to expand this a little bit more to look at other areas that can be good for career development and career growth as well. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get two questions from the Gov Geekdom. <laughs> All right.
1: So the first one here is, are certifications or degrees a must?
0: Oh, that's such a great question. What do you think?
1: So I guess it's a question if it's a must to be in,
0: which... Right. In order for you to get a career government job or a political job, do you have to have a degree or do you have to have a
1: certification? Well, I think for a career... It's. It depends on the position, yep. really, first off. If you're gonna be going into some very specific field like public policy, you probably need a degree in public policy Absolutely. or accounting or law. You wanna make sure you have those degrees. Again, part of the requirements in the description in USA Jobs, mm-hmm. but for the most part, um, it, it may not be a necessary thing certifications are always a plus mm-hmm. for sure again especially if they are tying into what job series you're going for which we talk about that a lot in our other videos but what a job series is within a career government um, position exactly
0: and, and you know even though they could be very helpful Again, they're not necessarily required. So it just depends on your career, um, your, your field of focus that you may have. Uh, I have known uh, individuals and related to individuals uh, that didn't necessarily have their college degree. However, they were able to go up to a GS-15 and be in very important influential positions because of the experience they've had. Uh, a couple, for instance, who have a lot of military experience. So they're able to join up They get training in certain areas and to develop their expertise. They really understand their craft. And then they use that to apply for positions in government. And once you're there, once you have your 52 weeks served in one grade in one area, and you are actually performing at an appropriate level of performance and standard, that's the key. (laughs) Then you could be qualified for the next level up, for the next grade. That doesn't mean that you automatically get it but that means that you can be qualified to apply for the next one. So conceivably, yeah, you could uh, apply, get the position, and then continue to grow your career uh, without even having a certificate or a, a degree, um, but yeah, th- those are the things that typically are, are nice to have. Um, some areas, I mean, if you're going to be a researcher or a scientist, mm-hmm. um, it would be good if you knew, you know, what an isotope was, mm-hmm. or you know how to actually do research. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that would be helpful.
0: <laughs> yes, those are good things.
1: All right, so the other one is, why can't I get paid more in my job?
0: Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Sounds
1: like a coaching um, (laughs) opportunity right there. (laughs) Why can't I get paid more to do this?
0: Well, uh, so public funds are a public trust. And what government does is designate the role of an individual position, what that function needs to do. And then they budget what dollars are associated with that based upon what grade level there is. So that job can't do more than what it's assigned to do because that is the authorization that that job has. Um, so yeah, you can get into a position, let's say like a 9-11-12, and once you get all the way up to the top in that twelve, there's there's no more to get. Out.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly,
0: you're topped out. Uh, however, you can be qualified to apply for the next level up or the next position. Uh, and it's it's interesting because I recall a story where an individual was like, hey, you don't understand this person has been doing this job for a long time and they need to get a raise. Yeah. And it's like, well, we appreciate their service, but unfortunately we can't pay them more for doing the job that they're already doing.
1: Yeah, it's tough conversations like that. But that's when you start thinking, well, maybe I need to go ahead and try to maybe move out to move up. Yeah.
0: And there's a lot of career strategies that we can talk about with that. Mm -hmm. So if it's either you are applying for the next position Mm -hmm. or the next grade for that type of promotion, say, for instance, you're going for a researcher and then you're moving into a management position that oversees researchers. That's certainly a a process or a a path. Mm -hmm. Or you could say, well, I'm a government employee. And then you go out to the private sector and say you're a consultant. And then you can come back into government later on after having those additional experiences and get that, that next grade or the next promotion after that as well. Right. You know, lots, of, lots of career lots strategies. Of yeah. <laughs> that, I think, is one of the most beautiful things about this. Because in general, I mean, your career is in your hands. It is your responsibility to manage what you want, what you care about. And there's a lot of strategies to really explore what that looks like. So the more that you work on that, the better your career growth and development can be.
1: Mm-hmm. Well said. <laughs> I think we're we're up on uh, time here. Yes, we're Anything just at our half.
0: A- Isn't it incredible? Like how fast the time flies.
1: Flies when you're having fun it talking is. about government jobs. <laughs> That's why we're the gov geeks.
0: Exactly. That's why we love this stuff. Nerd out on it. <laughs> So come on out to our website, thegovgeeks.com. You can sign up for our list, our GovGeekdom list, and you get access to a free course for resume writing. Uh, It's a great, great course. There's a video, there's templates, there's links, there's all of these strategies that we like to provide for you as well. Uh, So the more engaged you are, the better. Um, Karen, do you have any closing thoughts on career versus political jobs?
1: I think regardless of which avenue you want to pursue, and as we saw with Leslie nope you can pursue both. Mm-hmm. Um, we welcome you to public service. It's good work worth doing. Yes, it is. So thank you for your service.
0: Thank you for your service. Take care. We'll see you next week.